This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe. Stay dry. New undercover outside area now open. And a very warm welcome to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough, and with me on the line, first of all, we have Mr. Marriott, James E. Hobbin. How the chuff are you? Uh, do you know what? I don't want to sound dramatic, but um, I'm, I'm a bit under the weather. Um, I've got a bit of man flu lingering for the first time in years. Um, so I had um, a Lemsip earlier, uh, and it's genuinely like four years since I had Lemsip. What I didn't realise until after I had it is that this Lemsip is four years out of date, so I'm not sure if it's done... <laughs> More damage than good. And I'm not kidding when I say it's, it was four years out of date. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I might grow another head during the process of this podcast. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, that would be amazing. Call two hat Jay. Oh, you're like a cowboy. Um. <laughs> that would be brilliant because I can never decide which hat to wear. If I could wear two, that would be fantastic. Oh, that would be quite special, Jay. That would be quite special indeed. Uh, speaking of special, uh, Fudgy, I'll be in that show for you. Who's this here? Who's this over the list? I'm all right, Lord H. How's yourself? I honestly cannot remember the last time um, I enjoyed your company because we've kept missing each other, Fudgy, or Bean. And, uh, oh, so it's, it, it's been a while, hasn't it? Absolutely. I missed you, old boy. Terribly. Well, you know, I've, I've kind of, what it is, I've turned into the Jordan Rhodes of this podcast where I just turn <laughs> up and do a little cameo and then bugger off. You know what I mean? It's kind of how it's worked out. You know, James exactly. is like Gary Hooper, just turning up everyone, starting, starting line up every go. <laughs> and I'm just I'm just here for a bit part now. That's, that's, kind, that's kind of me now. That uh, it's, it's nice to have a chuckle again because I don't mind telling you that I've been a little bit down um, up until last Sunday. I, I've I've, you I've been miserable, miserable swine. I really have been a miserable, miserable swine. Uh, Are you uh, feeling better now? Like... 
I'm feeling much, much better. My uh, my football tank. Hey, what happened? What were you thinking about? Oh, I stubbed my toe. I stubbed my oh, toe. Really terribly. Absolutely. It was utterly, utterly <laughs> awful. Uh, but, <laughs> but no, chaps, the Leeds game, it was absolutely chuffing tremendous. Eventually, wasn't it? That first 20 minutes was a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I thought Leeds did come out a little bit, but after that, it was just so nice. Not just to be in control of a game, but to be scoring goals and to have goals that, that should have been scored and just to just to enjoy a football match for a change. How chuffing beautiful was it? It, it was. And I think probably the best thing about it was the fact that it was kind of unexpected um, because, you know, before the game, you know, in the pub and stuff, it was... It wasn't, I wouldn't say it was quiet, but it was just a little bit muted. There wasn't, there didn't seem to be a great deal of excitement about it. And I've seen so many people on Twitter saying, oh, would it be all right to just stay at home and watch it on Sky today and not go to the game? Um, And that kind of like negative undercurrent, you could tell was still kind of there. Um, And and me and my mate John kind of said before, and I think it was him that said this, and said it, it could kind of go one of two ways, which is we could either, you know, record a really good, display and, and, and a, you know, a, a quality victory, or we could get turned over, and it's likely to be one or the other. And I don't, I'm not sure either of us particularly expected it to be the former. We thought it's a lot more likely that Leeds are going to do us here, um, just because of the way that, that things have been over the course of the week. Um, so it was it was a surprise, but it was a very nice surprise. And, and you know, let's, let's be clear, I mean, it was our best performance of the season. Yeah, Leeds did... Um, look the better team in the first kind of quarter of an hour 20 minutes or so um and you know they probably should have maybe they could have got a goal or two and i know you know football doesn't work this way and it would have been a different game if they'd have you know taken the lead or whatever but you know we probably should have won that game about eight two altogether because the number of chances that we had the offside goal that clearly wasn't offside hooper hitting the bar fletcher missing a bit of a sitter and a couple of other chances as well. You know, we we should have won by more than um, by more than three. And the kind of the thing that I liked um, the most about the whole day, and there were a lot of real positives from it. But what I really liked was in the uh, in the Riverside after the game, there was genuine debate going on about who man of the match was, and almost every player on the pitch was mentioned as a contender for man of the match. And it was like, there wasn't anyone that played bad. And, and and there were a lot of players that turned in really good performances and we couldn't agree between us as to, you know, who was genuine man of the match. And I think, you know, there was, you know, Bannon obviously was great. Hooper was brilliant. You know, Reach had a storming game. And and the list just goes on and on and on. Fletcher, I thought, was outstanding. You know, it, it, was, it was great to all sit around and just talk about how well we played as a team. Um, and probably the first time this season where it's really clicked for us as a team. So you're telling me that in the pub, at some point, somebody's gone, hey, up, John, how did you think about that match, what? And some bloke with a pint of Belgian blues to him and gone, well, Liam Palmer. I'll tell you what, Mr Palmer had a cracking game, I thought, when he came <laughs> on. He, 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 did, he, he did something. He beat a man, yes. and, and we've not seen him do that for about a year, bless him. Um, he's not really had the <laughs> opportunity we're, we're to do it for, about, we, for about a year. Aren't we quite... We're quite romantic as a as a group of fans. We, you know, Liam Liam went to the uh, went to the playoff final in two thousand five, and he's he's been with the club his entire career. And oh, it's great to see local lad doing well. But he just had a good game for Liam Palmer, didn't he? Do you know what yeah, I mean? I think I think he gets some right stick from the Wednesday fan base. To be honest, 
I, I think I think it quite unfairly it gets absolutely ripped to shreds and um yeah. you know, I think I think it's probably a fair accusation that maybe we have as a team have slightly left him behind and, and obviously the team's moved, stepped yeah. up a quality and you know, I think Palmer is um of of a certain level and it's certainly not a bad level, but whether it's quite up to where we are now as a team, I don't know. But then he's not really had a great deal of chance, has he? Well, no, and you know his his face looks like he needs an iron. Um, but like, oh. I, I I think you're right. Though. Hang on, hang on. Right. This is is this is this damn people in glass houses and all that. I get making that, but... comments about someone else's People's face. People's craggy face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, Pat, it's Kettle. Oh, hey, Kettle. What's going on? Yeah, you're black. Right, you know what I mean. Um, but no, sorry. Yeah, that that was a that was just a scathing gag. Uh, but um. But with Palmer, I think you're right. I think we've moved on as a team. And I don't think he's going to... It's not like there are two people vying for that spot. There's not two people, you know, on top of each other trying to get that, that full-back slot that he's got uh, or that he shares because the other guy's out. Do you know what I mean? I, um, for me, he's one of those people that... Uh, and there's a lot of them that we pay to, to not even sit on the bench. We seem to have loads of them, don't we? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I yeah, mean, the I, list is endless, but I'm sure you've discussed this at great length over the last twelve, you know, six weeks. Um, a bit. I mean, I think we've we have cleared out a lot of the deadwood, and I'm sure we'll talk about um, Lewis McGugan later on as a as a prime example of that. Um, well, I that think, was I my think, little segue there. Man. Yeah, it was it was good. Um, I think Thanks. the thing with with I mean, <laughs> right back Jack Hunt has kind of made it his own, hasn't he? Um, and you know, we we saw uh, particularly. Uh, in the first half, kind of the way that Jack Hunt and Ross Wallace have got that understanding and the way that they overlap and um, and, and and that does on its day that works quite well. Unfortunately, when one of them's having a bad game, it, it's it doesn't it doesn't work at all and it's it's quite poor. Um, and I don't think you get that same sort of understanding between uh, Wallace and and Palmer. I think Palmer's a very different sort of um, uh, fullback. But, I mean, if if Jack Hunt's going to be out for a little while now, because I don't think we know the extent of his injury, um, then, you know, it could be that that, that Liam does get his chance and does get a bit of a run in the team. Um, And, you know, if he's been working hard in training, you know, maybe, maybe he can do something for us I think he's but, not he's not really had that chance this season so um, if he gets a, a run of a couple of games or something then maybe it's an opportunity for him to show us what he can do maybe but I I, 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 remember I was keeping this point just just to sort of say does that not concern you because I, I, I think I don't nah, think Hunt don't is think so. the greatest fullback in the world no. but to rely on somebody like Liam Palmer then does concern me I mean, the thing we're in this weird situation, aren't we? Because we've got left back option, we've got Reach, who's kind of become first choice left back, depending the kind of you know the kind of game that we're we're playing. Um, we've then got uh, we've got Fox as an option, and we've got um, Poodle as an option. Uh, at right back, we've only really got those two choices. Hunt, who is um, you know, pretty good coming forward. He's not afraid to run at a man and take him on. And you know, he does. He does put in the odd decent cross. Um, I think a lot of us are frustrated at Jack Hunt for the fact that for every good cross he puts in, the next one can be um, you know a little wayward. Uh, and then you've got Palmer, who um, does tend to get a nosebleed when he's in the opposition area. And we've actually seen him have a couple of golden chances to score goals in the last twelve months. Um, and he just, I don't think, I don't think he knows where the back of the net is. Bless him, poor lad. Um, but he, he's that little bit more solid defensively, whereas Jack Hunt can get turned inside out. 
as we saw in the game that shall never be mentioned again <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, you know, I mean, that, that gives us a bit of a dilemma there. The, the, the solution to this really is that we go out and we get another, we, we get a, a, a really good quality right back who's great coming forward and also very good defensively. The problem is there aren't that many out there and they cost a lot of money. Very, very expensive. Absolutely. Yes, they are very expensive because everyone wants good... I'm going to say wing-backs because that's effectively what, what teams are, are going out and recruiting now, isn't it? Is, is wing-backs, which is what... It's, what, what, it's the role that, that Reach it? plays. He's effectively a, a wing-back, even though he is playing with um, someone on that on that wing. Um, but it doesn't work in the same way as it does on the right wing just because of the balance of our team being a little bit weird. But anyway, I led us away from football there, didn't I? I led us away from the game. My apologies. Um, Gary Hooper, I was in... Uh, now, those of you that know, those of you that listened before, I have um, I get a season ticket, what they call a season ticket, at the, to the NFL games in London. So this year, there were two games at Wembley, and then at the end of this month, there are two games at Twickenham. Twickenham is by far my favourite because it's just built for a lot of people in the same place at the same time. Wembley is bloody rubbish. Um, now, <laughs> is Wembley good for I, anything what, at all? It's it's just crap. <laughs> it's just the only thing Wembley's got is that it had TVs in the weather spoons, which is where I was going. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so uh, the fixes came out for these NFL games back in uh, January. I think end of December, January, and uh, I knew I was going to watch. I think the Baltimore Ravens during the game that we don't mention, and uh, my team, the Miami Dolphins, on uh, on Sunday. So, which meant I was not only going to miss one derby. But both of them at Hillsborough. Do you know what I mean? Which is, which is just <laughs> an absolute stitch-up. I'm I just a stitch-up by the bloody fixture list. And these tickets cost me, you know, a small fortune. So, uh, so I'm now in London, in Wembley, watching these two football matches. The, uh, the, the first one um, went into... I missed, like, the first quarter of the, Wembley, of the, of the NFL because I was glued to this telly. Especially because I think... We, we, everybody left to go into the pub as we pulled it back to 2-1. So I went, no, nah, I'm not going anywhere. You go on, have, you have a good time, princess. See you later. And then the Leeds one. speak to your mates. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, go on. See you later. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then the, the Leeds game on Sunday, we'd just gone 2-0 up. And I spiked my pint, plastic pint pot onto the floor. And uh, James will know this song quite well. I just started singing Gary Hooper Dad across... <laughs> um, I, in... I still I still sing that at the games and no one's got a clue what's going on. As, as it's to, a really weird I reference. Do it. it, and I still I one day live in hope that I'll do it in a away game and at some point a bloke in front of me will turn around and go yes. <laughs> I don't know what it is, Gary Hooper's dad, Gary Hooper's dad, because I think that comes from a uh, what was it? It was that it was Gary's first game for us. Uh, we got spanked three 0 yeah, by Charlton. It was Charlton, yeah, it was, and we got talking to uh, Matt, who was the guy behind Samido Day and his friends, and they, it was them that told us the story of uh, that they were sat or they were stood quite close to Gary Hooper's dad, um, and that's where yeah, that's where the song originated from. And, <laughs> Uh, Instead of just singing Gary Hooper's dad. So, yeah, every time I Gary Hooper now scores, I'm now singing Gary Hooper's dad. And, yeah, and uh, it turned out that there were there were more Leeds fans in that pub than there were Sheffield Wednesday ones. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, but it was a later kick-off on Sunday, so I managed to see Kieran Lees, and to quote your phrase, Thunder Chuffer uh, on, the, uh, on the telly box, which I was... Uh, which I thought was a beautiful goal, wasn't it? Oh, it was amazing. Wasn't it? And, and they're, they're the ones you want to see, see, aren't they? Yeah, 
Thunder Chuffer being used properly, not just by me on Twitter as well. I must admit, I was very proud. And it wasn't me that came up with that. Uh, there was uh, a chap on Twitter, and I can't apologise enough for it. Like, I can't remember the name, but uh, it wasn't my phrase. But I am so happy to be seeing it used. Really, really. Can, 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 we, talk, can we talk about the other Kieran Lee goal? Because I'm not generally a fan of oh, talking yeah. about decisions that don't go our way because it, it happens. But um, when at the game... Um, and I saw someone sent me um, a, a screenshot of the TV uh, that showed just how far onside he was. I mean, that linesman had a nightmare. All game yeah, yeah. had a nightmare. And he should be like relegated to the National League or something after that because that's an absolutely disgraceful decision. It's not even close. Like, he's yards onside. There is daylight between him and the defender. It was an awful, awful decision. And it would have been such a beautiful goal. Uh, and I know it's even, even the club, the club don't tend to do controversial stuff. Even they have, have put out videos of it from the wide cam- camera angle so you can just see how good a move it is, uh, even though it was incorrectly ruled out. And I'm still a bit annoyed about that. And at the time, it was big because that would have put us 2-0 up before half-time uh, and that would have been really significant. And it, it kind of felt like at the time that was... You know that could have been the game slipping away from us if they got one if they if they pulled it back to um to one all before half time or early in the second half it could have been a very different game was it one nil or two nil half time I can't remember <laughs> I honestly can't remember I think it was it was two nil it was two nil half time so if if it had gone to two one before half time it would have been a different game and it should have been three nil at half time that's my point I'm blaming I'm actually blaming um, I'm blaming Reverend the Makers for this because um, when I did find their beer uh, I just drank a lot of it that's why I don't remember the half time score. And the thing is, it's really, really, really easy to to get on at the officials when you've lost the game. But this, as you say, was shocking. And there was also rather a chuffing, blatant and ball um, from the yeah, there was yeah, yeah, there was. So and it was an absolutely disgusting. How the ref was looking at it. So how on earth that they missed that? And again, yeah, it's easy to 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 bag them after the finish. But I was looking forward to a quick cricket score that game. I really, really was. And I do think that had it not been for the officials, it would have been. I mean, the plus side to that is that sometimes I think when you give a team an absolute spanking, it can ultimately work against you because your next game you go into it a little bit too confident. So maybe 3-0 is about the right kind of score. That's me, I don't know, trying to save a bit of face about it. I, I, to rein it I, in a bit. <laughs> I would have loved it to be another 6-0. Uh, I really would. And um, I think that we'd all, we all needed that. Um, but I, I mean, I woke up with a, such a bad hangover yesterday. I don't think if it was 6-0... I don't know if I'd have got to work. I really don't. I could be out of a job now. Uh, so it's probably as well that it wasn't six still. <laughs> um, did anybody else, uh, and this is just coming away from the game, and it's not a whinge, I just think it's a, uh, it's a point that I, I thought was a valid point, but a, few, a lot of people on Twitter disagreed. It was Chris Holt that brought it up as well. Um, Hull City smashing Birmingham into the back end of last week. Did that, and let me be diplomatic about this, did that solidify just how bad a loss that was to to you guys when we lost to them midweek? No, it look, I mean football doesn't work that way. Um, and the thing is that you know, no, once, I, I get that. Once once Hull got the first, Birmingham have got to push, haven't they, to try and get the equaliser, and then you get the second, and you get the third, and it and it just you know it 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 falls apart. Um, so I think I, there's a there's a point there. 
Um, I was gonna I was gonna do a tosser joke there talking about Chris Holt, but it's not funny. I'm not gonna do it. Um, no, I think I think it was a, it's a, it is a fair point, and um, but it, it just doesn't work that way, does it? Football, different game, different yeah. set of circumstances. Thing is, you know, if if the Hooper goal against Birmingham's given, which it should it wasn't as clear as the uh, Kieran Lee one on on Sunday, but if the Hooper goal at Birmingham was given as it should have been, again, that's a different game of football, and you don't know what's going to happen after that. I think it also just goes to show what a fantastic league we're in at the moment. The championship at the moment is is just a brilliant league, isn't it? It's yeah. the quality of football is incredible. I mean, obviously, first game of the season we lose to Preston. Who would have thought that? And Preston have been going great guns for the season so far. And yeah. Yeah, opening yeah. some bobs like that, I think it's it just goes to show what a wonderful cracking league. And personally, I think it is far more exciting than the Premiership. It really, really is. Not that. It's, I don't want to be there. Of course, I want to be there. I want to smash that as well. But uh, it's oh, it's just it really is good football, and and it's I lost sight of that over the last week. I really, really did. That the, the championships were great. I just thought we were just sliding. And again, that's just my negativity as a Wednesday fan. Unfortunately, we don't always expect what we should do, should we, boys and girls? Um, on, but yeah, on, it's it's brilliant. On the other hand, though, we have got Bolton. <laughs> Good point. Because yeah, I mean, they are—they're they're hopeless, aren't they? Um, and th- there is always the one. Th- there is always one team, isn't it? That's kind of holding up the division. It was Rotherham last season. Uh, we've got Crystal Palace, who are doing a splendid job of it in the. Um, oh, they're doing cracking in, in the Premier League. <laughs> Did anybody but see Bolton, these videos? I, that I thinking together? that Bol- Bolton have un- Bolton have not scored in like their last seven games or something. Yeah, something like that. Is Gary Medine still there? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it figures, doesn't it? Says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's having a poor time. I'll tell you what to keep, keep an eye on. Uh, Bristol City. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that. You know, I've got a, you know I've got a good mate who's a, who's a Bristol City fan, so obviously I get updated on them uh, regularly. I get daily updates on Bristol City, and Bobby <laughs> Reid is, uh, is the informed striker. Mm-hmm. I think it, there's only him and Hooper have actually uh, got to seven goals this season. And uh, what makes Bobby Reed better than Gary Hooper has to be the uh, the gifs uh, that are put on Twitter when a player scores. <laughs> and have you seen these? These are just the best thing. And you've, uh, Bobby Reed is him swinging a hose of a fire extinguisher around, which clearly wow. has to be a knob gag. It has to be. <laughs> this is <laughs> like, a, a Bristol City knob then, gag. Are these like the yeah, official club Twitter? Yes, if if you go into wow. uh, it's at BCFC tweets. Now there's a player who I'm a massive admirer of, and I uh, I'm surprised that they've still got him. Is uh, Aidan Flint, uh, their centre back, and uh, he scored for them uh, in the last week. And he's got this beautiful one where he comes in and does that '90s jacket over the shoulder, raised eyebrow, walk in and walk out <laughs> thing, which is absolutely beautiful to watch. So if you get and then and then what they've done with the Bobby Reed one is adding some cartoon smoke. From the uh, from the fire extinguisher, so so there's now smoke coming from a fire extinguisher. I don't know why there's smoke coming from a fire extinguisher because you know that negates the entire point of one. But they're still <laughs> an absolute holocaust. <laughs> they sound great. The problem is we won't be able to do that, would we? Because we've got. Nah, it's too much I mean, you know, I mean this in a nice way, but we've got a right miserable fan base. Us. Like yeah, I remember yeah. during the pre-season friendly games, they were playing around with different like. Um, yes, like graphics and stuff on Twitter whenever we scored a goal, and and all people did was just, oh, we're not doing this, are we? We'll be we'll be doing stupid videos when we sign someone next. Oh bloody hell! 
Um, and people yeah. just whine about it. Like they just want a tweet yeah, that just, just says that Wednesday have scored, and and then people are happy. Yeah, it's just it's that one though that that winds me up. There's one word ones like delete, announce kit. Oh come on, man, get in the bin. If announce you, if you back. want to sort of see the other side of this and just see how much that Wednesdays do enjoy nonsense, just have a look at my Twitter feed. I've got a few followers, and people do really enjoy a lot of crap on there as well. So <laughs> it does swing both ways, I suppose. Um, if I could possibly just drag this back to the Leeds game, like you can tell Fudge is back, can't um, <laughs> Just to finish that off, uh, what I'd like to say, a few little bits and bobs. Obviously, Wild Smith, I think he's, he's, he's had a cracking game there as well. I really, really do. Um, obviously, there was a mass match to do. The Leeds keeper was horrendous, wasn't he? Did you yeah, guys... He was... Toilet. Oh my word! I, I don't <laughs> understand how we have got this far into the season with this chap in in the net. They they looked defensively. They looked quite weak, and that's not to say that we didn't look weak defensively because we did. You know, I, I I've got to say we were lucky to keep a clean sheet. Um, but I I think they they just kind of they they fell apart a bit. Um, you know, leads are, are falling apart again. Uh, I couldn't resist that. Um, yeah, I mean, the the yeah the the keeper just looked like um, I, I, as soon as the first goal went in, like the communication between their back four was 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 really poor, and yeah, the keeper was was dodgy. And on the other hand, I think you know, Wildsmith did look um, you know beyond his years, as as he always does. Really, um, I thought yeah, he had a he had a good game and. Um, whether I like I say I I don't think we looked particularly solid at the back. I think we got a little bit lucky at times. But you know what? You know we needed that little bit of luck to keep a clean sheet. And whether or not that gives our back four a little bit of confidence now uh, that I think they really needed to to kind of push on. You know, work over the um, international break and and hopefully get back to where we were in terms of being you know quite stingy at the back. This is not something we've had for the last. Well, probably three or four seasons, is it? We've not been giving away silly goals. Even under Stuart Gray, we didn't give away silly goals. And then this season, we have been doing so. Um, you know, hopefully, we can use that to to push on and get back to where we want to be at the back. I think uh, I think for me, Leeds have been found out a little bit. I, I think uh, when they when Chris Wood wasn't in the right frame of mind to carry on playing for Leeds and uh, and departed, <laughs> that was a lot of their game out of the way. But I, I but they seem to have managed to still pick up points going through the season. They, the I mean, they're still. Yeah, they still you know they you know they've got the fifth. They weren't terrible last year, but they just absolutely fell off the face of the earth, didn't they? And um and th- but their game plan was very very route one and and uh, no. Some would argue more one-dimensional than Sheffield Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. It was get the ball up to this big doorman we've got playing striker, and he will just bludgeon it in using any part of his body, which was essentially how Leeds played football. Um, watching that game on Sunday, I was surprised that they're as high in the league as what they are. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that they um, there's this accusation, isn't there, that, that Wednesday don't have a plan B, and I think uh, we definitely saw that was true of of Leeds. On Sunday, and I think it was um, Vic's dad, Bill, yeah. that made the point about uh, I can't remember his name, but but their their number nine, their their big you know signing, their big striker, um, that um, his body language and, and stuff like that when it wasn't going his way, when he didn't score early on, uh, and then when Leeds went one behind, two behind, he he just he just looked disinterested, um, and it, it did fall apart for them, and and that's that's I, I think for them probably a worry, which is that. When they're winning games, everything's great. But then, when they're not winning games, I don't. It didn't seem like they really had much of a clue how to 
how to kind of pull that back and, and what to do about it. Um, and that's got to be a good sign for us because I think even when we're not winning games, we, we seem to, you know, there's always this accusation that we don't have a plan B. I think the problem is that Carlos always has a plan B. It's just that all, all too often plan A doesn't work and we have to resort to plan B. Um, <laughs> but at least at least we can do that and Leeds didn't, didn't really seem to know what to um, what to do. No. No, they didn't, they didn't didn't know where they were going with it, did they? Uh, I had a question asked of me. I'm going to put it to you chaps. And now, James, I'm pretty sure I'll know your answer to it, but I, I want to know yours, Lord H, as well, if I'm honest. So um, a chap said, uh, and, I, and I actually put a similar uh, poll up on Twitter, would you rather beat, home and away, Sheffield United and Leeds and only make the playoffs or lose all of those games and then get automatic promotion. Now, when you think about it, it's a no-brainer. But you know as well as I do now that that game from them last week, uh, you know, conceding four goals at home and all that sort of thing, that's going to be something that they're going to be singing about for a lot of years. Just like us on Bloody Boxing Day the year before I was bloody born. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that, that's going to be a game that they're going to talk about for, the, for, for years to come. Could, would you rather, you know, I, I think it's essentially, would you rather get promoted than go through that again? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense, I'll be absolutely. I mean, um, you know, James is a sensible guy and he'll just go, what you're on about, it's promotion, don't be fucking stupid. Yeah, it is, it is. It <laughs> you is. know what I mean? I, I, but look at it from the other point of view. Look at it from the point of view of, uh, if you ask a United fan, would they be happy to beat us home and away if it meant that we got automatic promotion and they stayed in the championship? Because I, I yeah. can't... Do you think? Well, I, I, uh, no, I, no, no. they're all I, a bit I'm, stupid. I'm Maybe they would. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know that That is not a price worth paying. It's, so if you said to me, uh, we beat United home and away, but they end up getting promoted, would I be happy with it? No. I, I don't, I don't no. really care how we do against United. I, I would rather us win those games as I'd rather us win any game. But it's, it's over a season. It's the same reason that I didn't have the... Um, you know the the kind of the breakdown that a lot of people did after we lost to them because it was a game of football and we lost it and it was you know a more important game of football than most other ones that we played but it was still a game of football um, and now it's forgotten and and you know we don't need to worry about it anymore you know we've we've put those demons to bed and we get the hell on with our season um, and we go after that prize of promotion and that is all that's that it's about isn't it? I don't think it is forgotten though, because you have to remember that um, they have now got a, a commemorative mug for that game <laughs> as well. Yeah. So, so I've got I've got a couple of United fans at work who've uh, already put their name down for me in Secret Santa uh, in the last week, and uh, I can probably guess why. I, I saw something on my uh, on my Facebook timeline from a uh, from a Sheffield United fan that uh, that they referred to it, and I can't remember the wording of it, but it had the word. Massacre in it. And Bouncing thinking, Day Massacre. Bouncing Day Massacre. Bouncing like, Day Massacre. Oh, God. They, they wind you up, don't they? We call them the pigs. So, do you know what they're going to call us? Yeah? The pigs. Good one, lads. Top bants. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We, well, we called that Boxing Day Massacre. What are you going to call yours? Boxing Day, Bouncing Day Massacre. All right. Do you know, do you know what? Good, good one, lads. I've got to tell you, Fudge. Uh, after we scored the third against Leeds, there was... I'm 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 gonna say half arsed. Um half arsed Yeah. Because there were a lot of people like me and me and me and my mate John just turned to each other and went, 
I, I'm not sure I feel entirely comfortable doing this now. You know, I think I think it's gonna take it's gonna take a few more three 0 wins before we can quite feel right doing that again. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, just we'll just we'll put that one to bed for a bit. I tell you what, I have it, just, it found just felt eBay. it just felt weird. It just it 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 brought back. It was like. I don't know. It's been in some kind of like weird therapy session. Like you must face your demons to beat them. Like I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. Yeah, no, not, not having it. Well, there are three commemorative T-shirts on eBay right now. Uh, you've got the Sheffield Bouncing Day Massacre, and it's used the. Uh, well, I think that's Rotherham, but I'll have to get that verified. But there is a. Uh, it's off the council poster, and it's been coloured red instead of blue. Then you've got. Uh, Mighty, not massive, Sheffield United T-shirt, and then you've got bloody, bloody Sunday, uh, which is, uh, which I thought, well, I can think it's a bit more imaginative, but I enjoy it nonetheless. You have a good day, lads. Um, I just hope that uh, end of the season you're crying in your chip butties. Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding, or anniversary, maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catchbar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 Right then, ladies and gents, let's uh, crack on, shall we, with the uh, next bit of, well, again, scant Wednesday news we've got for this week. Um, first things first, uh, James, you alluded to it earlier, Mr McGugan has found himself a, a new club, hasn't he? Uh, oh, it, 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 last photo I saw him, it was rather a, a portly chap, or to, uh, to coin a, a fudge phrase, a big stag. Um, <laughs> are we happy for Mr McGugan or are we just happy to have him off the wage bill now? Well, he'd gone anyway, hasn't he? We, we, he left by mutual consent um, yeah. during the transfer window, so it, it didn't really make a lot of difference to it, uh, us. Uh, I, I mean, the only reason I wanted to talk about this was just a little bit because I was quite surprised. I thought, you know, he would... You know, we, 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 we've kind of joked before, haven't we, about offloading kind of our players on Bolton and whatever... But you'd look at other teams like you know, Burton and some of the other kind of you know bottom end um, championship teams, and thought you'd have thought that one of them would have taken a, a chance on a guy that he scored plenty of goals in the championship, and he's ended up you know Northampton on. Uh, uh, I mean they they they've already sacked a manager this season because they were doing so badly in League One. Um, so I was just a bit surprised that that's where he's ended up. I mean I know th- I think they've got Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank as manager now, haven't they? So. Maybe you know, maybe he's been sold that club quite well, and and you know they've got quite high ambitions in terms of, you know, possibly making a good, you know, go at the championship over the next couple of years or something. But um, you would imagine that he, I mean he should be able to tear League One to bits really if he plays to the best of Absolutely. his ability. We know that he can be a good player on his day, um, and he you know, falls into that Liam Palmer category from earlier of kind of players that we left behind, that that were no longer really of the level that that we need moving forward. Um, but you know, you've got to imagine that he'll do a cracking job in League One, and I kind of hope that he does. You know, I have no particular hard feelings about him. I wish he'd have gone before he did, um, and I think you know we do feel like he spent a year just drawing a wage out of us uh, and doing you know literally nothing. Um, uh, and it's a shame really that it all did turn a little bit sour, and by the time he went, it was a bit too late. But you know, I hope I kind of wish him well. 
I, I, I wish we had more, um, uh, or some, or just one, example of his attitude letting him down. Because that's now Forrest, Watford, and us, where they've had oh, is disciplinary issues, the correct term. They've had attitude issues with him, and they've, um, they've shipped him out of the club. Um, I, th I think going down to Northampton, he can be a big fish in a little pond, and he can, uh, he, you know, like you say, he, he can tear it up on the day, especially in League One as well. He, he's going to be an absolute. Hello, an absolute something. I muted myself there. <laughs> How'd that work out for you, kids? No. Can we play? Guess the word that you're going to use. All right. So what did I say? Uh, you said uh, he can be an absolute. I'm yeah, going to go, go with twat. <laughs> I, I'm going to say an absolutely wonderful player on his day. <laughs> I, I went I, I went more Lord Hillsborough than I did on James on that one. I went there. Uh, <laughs> it can be an absolute force to be reckoned with, uh, especially no, in League One. Force to be reckoned was, with was what I was what I gone with. Um, so yeah, so I, I you know I think I think you can do that. But I, if if anybody's got any examples, do you guys have any, or does anybody out there listening on Twitter send me some examples of of his of his attitude letting him down because like I said that's now the third third high profile club where Lewis McGugan being Lewis McGugan has been an issue well the the famous one for us was the uh, actually not long after he signed for us full time was it where, where Carlos did this interview about how he'd signed a, a particular player to to play in a particular yeah. role and that player would then turn around and said oh actually I, I, I'm not playing that role um, it's not play, it's not yeah. my role anymore uh, I think it was that he, he'd this 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 unnamed player had been signed to play as a number 10 but actually has said I want to play defensive midfield uh, or something right. along those sort of lines um, and that's all Carlos said about it and I think everyone kind of put two and two together and you know it, it does feel like they uh, did get four um, in 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 concluded that that was McGugan because he was quite quickly out of the team and um, never really got back yeah. in it. Yeah. No, and there's I mean, also playing... the fact that he he didn't he didn't want to play in any uh, of the under twenty one or under twenty three games. Um, he he's been training with the academy for what the best part of eighteen months. Um, and yeah. you know, I, oh, we joked about it earlier. But the photos would suggest that he wasn't taking his um, dietary, uh, ha, ha, <laughs> dietary yes, um, yeah, his 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 fitness um, requirements all that seriously. So um, you know, although we're never going to have absolute dead cert, definite, you know, cast iron examples, are we? I think you know, there's been plenty of hints over the last couple of years about where his his attitude can leave a bit to be desired. I think uh, I think there's got to be somebody on Twitter that knows something. If you don't know something, just just lie. You know what I mean? We can, we can, <laughs> we can go down the road of, road of like Hooper demands with this, couldn't we? You know what I mean? <laughs> McGugan issues. Uh, you know, I heard he, I heard he had a tear up in Napoleon's this week. Like, you know what I mean? Something like that. Just just just, just lie. I heard uh, Hooper demands a new song for his dad because he's not happy with it anymore. <laughs> I remember I was in the I was in the it's called the moon under the stars or something get it this this Weatherspoons in Wembley and I remember that you walk in and you have to go up some little stairs to the toilet to go to the urinals and I'm just walking down these urinals with all these people in these because NFL is a it's a sport for geeks it's a sport for the you know 
8 out of 10 times it's sport for the kids who didn't really fit in with the football crowd and they found something else to subscribe to and, and you know what I mean and, and it's great for them it, it really is I even told a man off who clearly came for a football day out and wanted to scream and shout and flick V's and you know marking this geezer off he got suitably told but I'll, uh, I don't think that's a broadcast because it makes it doesn't I was helping a guy out but I don't I don't come out the best in this um but I'm walking down these stairs just singing Gary Hooper's dad <laughs> Gary Hooper's dad <laughs> Yeah, I, I shouldn't have gone they shouldn't have let me in that stadium to be fair after that game <laughs> But uh, I, I mean, McGugan I wish him all the best I mean, oh, it's difficult because when somebody pulls on that shirt we'd all love to etc 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 and you do think it's a bit I mean, just to be a chuffing footballer, it's why would you not? But then we see it from our side. These are people that, yes, you know what I mean. They're it is normal to them, but to us, it'd be a dream come true. And to see someone just whiz it away like that is it's just awful, isn't it? Really, really is terrible. But, but I mean, fair play to the chap. I wouldn't wish him any ill will or anything at all like that. And uh, I, I hope Northampton do incredibly well. Um, right, so other little bits of uh, when news, I mean, just popping ever so slightly back to the Leeds game, the police did thank both uh, Sheffield Wednesday and Leeds fans for their exemplary behaviour on the day, didn't they? Do you guys see this? I did. I, did. I, I, I was looking for an emoji at the end, you know, like a cry laugh <laughs> emoji or something like that. <laughs> The um, I I, I mean the, I think the only reason that is because all the Leeds fans had left after 85 minutes when Kieran Lee scored, so they were they they were already on the already tram on the way the back to uh, the Leeds fans were a bit like their team, like when they're down and out, they're just gone. They don't care. They they were out of there. They were already. I think some of them were back halfway up the M1 by the time the um, full time whistle had gone. So yeah, the, there were there weren't any clashes outside the ground because there, were, there weren't any Leeds fans left to have clashes with. <laughs> I tell you, I've got to bring this up. You, you must have noticed this, James, as well. Now I think all three of us have been on Radio Yorkshire, haven't we? We've all had uh, we've all had I've, a call. I've, I've not Con- for contractual reasons. Oh yeah, I, well I appreciate that, but um, I think it's you, James, actually, that mentions that they are a very Leeds-heavy station. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they t- they tend to favour Leeds as their as a team they follow. You know they'll talk about Huddersfield and the Wednesday and the Sheffield clubs and a bit of Rotherham and they'll get us on when we're doing well and that sort of thing. But uh, did you see the muted uh, the muted tweets from them on on the day? Did you notice those? They were uh, like, oh. I didn't know. Where were they? Cringe they were they were all from like the Leeds perspective. Like not, none of them were like, oh, outstanding Wednesday. It's nice to see this game in Yorkshire. Yada yada. It was like. And Leeds have gone down again, lads. You know, put your head in your beers. <laughs> and they did this. Um, they did this poll, and they said like, "Who's had the worst weekend?" And you know what I mean. And, and in this poll was Birmingham, who'd got absolutely schooled by by Hull City. Uh, yeah, them or um, yeah, them or Leeds. Do you know what I mean? everything is so Leeds based? It was so funny. And I remember thinking, "Well, that's hilarious." What are they going to talk about on daytimes? Uh, I must admit, I mean, the times I've been on there, they are utterly lovely chaps. They really, really are. They're very they are lovely. lovely. They're a million years old, but they're lovely. However, um, on, after the Leeds game, <laughs> they always put out a little tweet, because I do follow them on Twitter, and, and I do enjoy their, their lovely Leeds-type bants. They always put out a little thing that says, um, describe or match report in three words. So, of course, I replied and said, absolutely chuffing wonderful, or worse to that effect. 
seconds later, there was another tweet put out saying, any Leeds fans would like to um, <laughs> describe this game in three words? <laughs> don't think they were terribly impressed. I really don't. But they are lovely, lovely chaps. And uh, and, and hopefully one day uh, we'll hear Fudge's lovely tones over there on Radio Yorkshire. <laughs> uh, in um, all over again. Bloody yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yorkshire. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Leeds, Leeds fan, um, sum up the uh, game in three words. I left early. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I beat the traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you can you imagine that just on Radio Yorkshire, just as you leave, just just Sheffield, just get on the M1, you pick up Radio Yorkshire, and they've just they, they, you know they've just gone. Now we're not going to put this bloody game on here. Let's just put some birds tweeting. So you just yeah. like you know what I mean, just just driving back up going. <laughs> It's a little known fact that all radio stations have on their playout system like an hour of um, very sombre music, which is kept in reserve <laughs> for when something happens akin to the Queen dying and you have to go into kind of orbit mode. Um, I think Radio Yorkshire probably played that on, um, on Sunday lunchtime, <laughs> Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Just, just, just a gong they're, with wind in the background. Gong. Yeah. Their hour of like, <laughs> basically like Panpipes Moods Volume Five, I think was their um, <laughs> their choice. Lift music. I'm, I'm not sure if you chaps noticed as well, but um, look, Leeds. I mean, sorry, look, 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 North um, was also rather quiet about the, <laughs> um, the the Yorkshire Derby as well, which uh, is always lovely to see, isn't it? Bless them. Um, <laughs> yeah, weird that. It's funny. Um, right, a bit of uh, more serious Wednesday news. Obviously, it looks as though uh, Mr. Westwood is going to be out for quite a while as well, doesn't it? Obviously, we, uh, we mentioned how well um, Wildsmith had done in that, and, and rightly so as well. But uh, Martin O'Neill, um, obviously, is, is, is country manager, shall we say, um, did mention that he's disappointed to lose Westwood. Um, described him as an outstanding keeper and a great lad to have in the dressing room as well. So, I mean, obviously... it's really unfortunate. He's just broke into that squad as well. He's, just, you know yeah. what I mean. Uh, O'Neill is not a fan of Kieran Westwoods. I think we spoke about this before, but uh, he's finally got a roll of the dice. He's finally got the nod. <laughs> yeah, not very well, Gaffer. And I think, I not was it not that he kept turning up injured or kept pulling out injured, which is why O'Neill's got issue with him. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a rather injury-prone yeah. chap, isn't he, Miss Westwood? And and I think there's reasons for that because he goes into things full blooded, doesn't he, bless him? And uh, nobody can uh, ever accuse Westwood of, of pulling out of a challenge or and keepers do get a battering, they really, really do. And and maybe, 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 maybe that Westwood shouldn't have played in the, the Steel City Derby because clearly he wasn't at his best and, and I think this injury was probably um playing a part at that Big point best. as well. Um but um, um it, it is. I mean, we are. We've always been kind of blessed at certain points with goalkeepers at Sheffield Wednesday. Tidman aside, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I'm not too worried about this because I really, really have all my faith in in, in Westwood now as well. And of course, we've got Dawson on the bench as well as a, a belting, belting keeper too. But I mean, it's Westwood, isn't it? Crikey! And I, I, I just hope he's not out for too, too long. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't. He's kind of integral to our our team, but you know I make the point of the fact that I, th I think we said didn't we after the United game about the fact that that kind of communication between keeper and 
and back four seem to have been suffering, not just in the United game. There's been a, a few games this season where it didn't quite seem um, seem right. Um, and, you know, we, we did keep a clean sheet on, on Sunday with um, with Joey in the net. So, um, you know, it's it's a shame that Westwood's going to be out, but I think it gives Joey a chance to show what he can do. Um, I tell you what, you know, he's he's got some real positives as well. You know, his, his distribution is really really good, and I think we've all said and kind of questioned at one point or another that maybe that's the reason that uh, Kieran Westwood isn't a Premier League goalkeeper because his distribution can really let him down. He tends to kind of kick long rather than going for for kind of the um, the, the the thrower for us to build from the back, which is how generally teams like to play, isn't it? Um, and I think that you know Joey um, did that really well on Sunday, so. You know, there there are worse situations for us to be in. More importantly, are we now calling him Joey? Is that, I'm is calling that him something Joey, that yeah. is? <laughs> I'm calling I did him not Joey. get that email. I, 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 I did not have the memo. He's but you know, he's a Sheffield lad. I, I I just believe at some point or other me and Joey are gonna become good mates. I think <laughs> I expect to see him probably in something like maybe the nursery tavern or something. Um, on a, a Saturday evening, or maybe a Sunday lunchtime, taking in a Premier League game on um, on the projector screen that you can't actually see when the sun's shining through the window. You know, um, we'll maybe share. Um, I, I don't know. I could see him maybe being a brew dog drinker, maybe a punk IPA, um, and we'll buy each other a pint, and we'll become friends forever. Joey, if you're listening, like he... drop me a tweet. <laughs> he looks like he drinks Heineken and Jaeger bombs. Yeah, I think I think he look. I think he looks like a. A gentle, considered soul. <laughs> I, to be honest, I think it looks like he should still be drinking dandelion, burdock, and cherry aid. I tell you what, I've just noticed actually, James. Uh, we've just been talking about uh, Kieran Westwood, and I've just I've just remembered you've got your soundboard there, haven't you? I have got my soundboard. Yeah. So, so in true um, early two thousands, late nineties, Radio One style. Surely every time we say Westwood, <laughs> yes, there we are. There, we are. I, I knew there's a reason we had that ready. I knew. We had that. <laughs> you see, when I put Westwood hashtag drop the bomb on Twitter, do it again, do it again. You missed the noise. You missed your cue there, James. Do it again. <laughs> Very few people I've got the chuffing clue what I'm on about. He's me think I'm getting rather old and, and not down with the kids any longer. It turned out all I needed was a 90s superstar like Mr. Fudge. Bang him. Yeah, and a soundboard. It. That's what you need. You I need to walk around with your own personal that. soundboard. That's, that's well, definitely well, what you need. Well, that's, that's been my day. <laughs> uh, well, chaps, I think that's uh, just about it for, for Wednesday news this week. I'm very little other sort of updates nothing really else has happened apart from Leeds game essentially well they um, brought a watch out it's a very nice watch it's, it's a it's a yeah all right i mean would you class this as an expensive watch the watch itself is there's 150 made and it's 150 pounds for this watch on there now this watch is on sale without a Sheffield Wednesday badge on particular websites for around about half the price uh, but again, this is a Sheffield Wednesday collector's item. Is it worth? Yes, that's the difference. For, for me, I didn't think it was greatly overpriced. I thought it was a, a, a reasonable timepiece. Um, I thought, yeah, you know, it, it, it gets money into the club, and, and, and those people that have bought the dream scene, for example, they've clearly got more money than cents. Why not? It's it's something to commemorate our 150th year. I was actually a bit devastated when I, when I sat down to buy one, and they'd all have had gone. 
I was, uh, I was a bit, you know, I thought, oh. What, the well, watches? You were attempting to buy the watch? Would you? Yeah, I was going to buy one. I was going to get mm. one. I didn't get one. No, it sold out. I was surprised out. by that. Ah, well, fair enough. In that case, if you keep an eye on eBay, I'm sure you'll find one or other auction websites <laughs> are available, I assume. The two grand. Um, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Pay, pay, pay fortune for those. I mean, to be fair, the the actual dream scene itself. If you were a, a, a chap of a certain means, would you not snap one up? Because I must admit, I would love one. The yes. eight hundred and fifty ones. Do... Not yes. The, 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 the full proper canvas. The full jobby. whopping. Basically, we can sum this up, can't we, by saying, if we were Eddie, then we would buy one. Eddie's got four. <laughs> We know Eddie, that he's got a I think Eddie, Eddie's bought a couple just to burn them on his uh, on his log stove, uh, just because he can. Yeah. Well, Lady H would not enjoy me sticking that up. She's a wonderful woman. Put that in the billiard life. room. But, I, I do. She spends more time in the billiard room than I do. All being, she's, she's an absolute <laughs> diamond when it comes to that kind of thing. Uh, but it's it's one of those. I mean, they have now brought out the the. The more affordable version, shall we say? Yes, um, like which again, version. have they brought that out now? Yeah, yeah the, the print. It's is not now as big out. though. The uh, what I really like about the canvas thing is that it has the dimensions on the website, and it says, "Don't select delivery. You have to collect it. Please come in a car that's big enough." This <laughs> 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 thing like is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bring the Zafira, darling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't come. My, I don't think my mini would be any good at all, would it? <laughs> I really have enjoyed the tweets of people that have got the great big whopping mother chopper one. And oh, this is this is wonderful. Now I've got a theory about this, Lord H. Sorry, I cut you off there. My apologies. Uh, I've got a theory about this that people with money don't know how to dress. They have no st sense of <laughs> style and/or panache. And there was one guy on there that. Um, yeah, you know, you you go to IKEA or something, and you see some of the prints that do some of the designs, and you've either got you know bright red, bright you know brilliant white, black, dark blue, and then these awful bloody gingham pattern fucking tea towel, awful, and 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 you look at them and you go, who buys that? Who's who's going? Yeah, let's just put that in the living room. Nobody, nobody buys that. I tell you who buys it: rich people, because. <laughs> There's a there's a guy on Twitter who, uh, who uh, and he was because he's rich probably wearing red trousers that's a thing as well and walking <laughs> boots red trousers walking boots and one of those uh, straw hats you get on uh, on seafront from a lucky lucky man in in Benidorm you know what I mean and um, but crushed because he wears it sailing a lot and he's put it on this on this settee that can only be described as a crap version of our current away kit right. And it's just like, you think, there, that's who could afford it. These stylus, absolutely bloody idiots who, who don't even know how to dress themselves, let alone how to decorate a bloody room. No, this this was the tweet I was referring to, and I must admit... I'm oh, is that the one? So, so you're watching it right now as I'm describing that. <laughs> Look, describe his settee for me right now. Um, Colourful, stripy. Yeah. I think that's yeah. all you really need. And don't get me wrong, this chap is clearly a massive Wednesday because nobody that's not a massive Wednesday, no matter how rich you are, is going to drop that kind of cash on a rather <laughs> lovely painting. Um, and fair play to him for it. I, I wish I could um, and not get in trouble with my good lady wife. Um, but I would have it above a rather more 
Central City, shall we say? Are they? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, fair play to them. Fair play to anybody that's got one because I am incredibly jealous. I would love to have that um, in my possession. Um, right then, chaps. Obviously, international break as is now upon us. So we've got a couple of weeks uh, before the next podcast. But um, Wednesday's next feature will be against the Mites of Bolton when it does come around. Now, I didn't mean that to sound as condescending as it did, but Bolton aren't doing wonderfully at the moment, are they? Um, scares the absolute crap out of me, to be honest. Um, mm. And I think it'll probably be a harder game than the Leeds one was because um, they've been rubbish and they've not scored for about something like four years. Uh, and they've got Medine in attack. <laughs> I think, let's bear in mind the fact that the only game they've won this season is when they stuck three pastels in the whatever cup it's called now, the um, the League Cup. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's... Um, I think it's going to be a hard game. And I think if any of us go into it thinking, ah, oh, this is easy, this one, it's a foregone conclusion, then we will get our bottoms whipped. Yeah, it's got it's got Birmingham written all over it, hasn't it? What we, what we were talking about the uh, earlier on about Charlton, when we lost 3-0 at Charlton. Was it 3-1 yeah, at Charlton exactly or whatever it was? That. And uh, they'd lost about their last 10 games before then and not scored a goal or something like that. Yeah, and they they, they, there was also a protest... Bits. There was yep. a protest before the game as well, wasn't there? Protest yeah. before so, the game. So, so yeah, we were never going to win that. <laughs> and and Bolton has that very similar feeling to it. So I hope that we take it really, really seriously. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is going to be, to be honest, I can see this being as difficult as any other game that we play this season because you know we know that we uh, we can really rise to the occasion when we're playing teams that 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 kind of play a similar sort of game to what we do um bolton will be a different proposition you know we know that phil parkinson is is not a bad manager and he's got results out of um you know plenty of his teams over the years in difficult circumstances and i i genuinely think it's a matter of time before he turns that team around it will probably be too late but they will at some point start recording wins and they will at some point get some points on the board and they will win a game in the league eventually um i just hope it's not in a week and a half Yeah, no, it's, it's a difficult one because I, I've been as guilty as anybody of, of sort of shouting from the rooftops about how wonderful we are and how well we're going to spank somebody and then it's all gone boobies up and I've had egg on my face. Let's but never do that again. Let's never do that again. I'm, I'm trying to refrain from doing it right now. But the thing is, it's it's not for us to to have these emotions. It's for the players. And, and I think that's one thing we, we seem to say around about this time every season that sometimes the players need a bit of kick in the ass, And I think they've had that um, uh, this season so far. Uh, I think the Leeds game, hopefully, fingers crossed, was the turnaround. And we do tend to sort of try to push on a little bit. Again, it has to be said, this is the best start we've had for a while. We are very good at ploughing forward when it matters to plough forward. We sort of sneak into the playoffs for the last couple of seasons. Fingers crossed, if we can rather be sneaking into playoffs, be sneaking into the um, the automatic promotion spots. And again, I know I'm looking a bit far forward at the moment, mm. but uh, oh, I just hope this is the kind of game that we are nailed on to lose. We did it last season. We do well against well-playing teams, shall we say, and we didn't do wonderfully against sort of relegation teams, essentially. Um, and I, I just hope that the players see this and they don't go out expecting to win and they don't go out expecting but I think the the pressure from the Leeds game because they were under pressure with that game from the Wednesday nights 
Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, they're just going to take a bit of that into this game as well. Do you think that's going to happen, chaps? Do you? Please tell me it's going to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope, hopefully. This kind of comes back to what I said earlier, which is kind of how, in a way, I think it's probably better that we didn't beat Leeds 6-0 because I think then is when you can become overly confident. The good thing is we've got two we've got two weeks to prepare for this game. You know, Carlos can can really get his message across. Um and it, you know, he's 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 got to be the one first and foremost that recognizes the fact that Bolton are, are getting towards that point of scrapping for their lives a bit. Um and it's difficult when you're playing teams like that. When when they kind of abandon any um any desire to play any sort of decent football and it's just about look we've just got to we've got to fight and get points which is about this time of, se- of the season where you get two or three clubs that realize that's how they're going to have to go about their business from now on and they're the difficult games and um you know he's got to make sure they're prepared for that and they're prepared for a bit of a fight Hopefully, you know, we should we should be really fit. We, we've had a lot of time to recover. We've actually had quite a few. It's only like a month, isn't it, since the last international break? But we've had quite a few games in a short period of time within that. So it, it gives everyone a chance to recuperate a little bit and, and kind of pull ourselves back together um, and press on. And yeah, I mean, it's just it's about being professional, isn't it? It's about just going out and doing a really professional job um, and Bolton will come at us, come at us and, and you know they will fight for everything and they will be throwing themselves here there and everywhere um, we've, we've, we've got to have enough to be able to contain that and win and again this is the kind of thing that will probably come back and bite me on the bottom and I don't mean it to be but I don't know if you guys saw the video of Mr Medine in the nightclub after the Sheffield derby um, being Rather, well, Medine-ish, shall we say. And, and don't get me wrong, I love Medine when he played for us. When when he we was sort of scrapping in League One, he was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant striker for us. But after seeing that video, he can get to chuff for me. I, he really, really can. Um, I'll spot anybody who wins his shirt, but after they left the club and they're coming out with nonsense like that, whether they're boozed up or not, then I really do hope, really do hope, we can put him back in his box. Really do hope. Yeah, I mean, Gary Medin was one of those players where he could have been, he could have been bigger than what he became. And then, uh, as soon as he got locked up, I think the uh, when he did, did the judge not make some scathing comments about who he is as a person? Did he not say yeah. something like, "You are a textbook example of one of those overprivileged football players that, that there are people behind you working hard to get where you want to be, and your ego is, is something like that absolutely just tore into him." And I think that. You know, that told us about who he was and uh, and what type of person he is. And then uh, this was at the advent of uh, Snapchat as well. And uh, a couple of players were on there and then and the social media really blew up around this time. And um, they, there was videos of, of Gary Medine just waving his, his bell end around in a in a dormitory with Liam Palmer. And it just you just get the sense that he's just one of those horrible meatheads. Do you know what I mean? And... Ah, sod him. You can get in the bin. Hmm. It's, it's, it's very much like what we spoke about earlier, where you, you just don't realise what you've got. We would sort of chop bits off to, to do what Gary Medine does. and oh, it, it, So, yeah. yes, I would very much enjoy putting him back in his box. And I understand that I've, I've put it out there again. And it, if it goes back to bite me in the bottom, I apologise in advance, ladies and gentlemen. Right, then, chaps, do you guys have any little bits for this evening? I forgot to ask last week, and then I sort of disappeared, Jay. So before I do disappear again, <laughs> um, do you have any bits for this evening before I'm incredibly rude? 
Um, I don't have any bits, uh, but I do have a hat. Um, if anyone that follows the uh, Football Bobbles um, Twitter account, no! who who make yeah make a variety of um, not just bobble hats actually, they also make bucket hats, which are the sort that I don't know how I can describe them. They were kind of really big in the nineties. They made a bit of a comeback. Just um, look at the, the ninety one video. Uh, yeah, you kind of think. Carlton Palmer, I can see wearing one and a few yeah. others. Um, Do you so, remember yeah, the video I've, for? I've, I've, I've got a hat, and um, I'm going to I'm going to give it away through our um, Twitter account. So I don't know exactly when I'm going to do this because I am out of the country for the next few days after tomorrow. So um, at some point um, there will be a tweet. You'll need to uh, follow us, follow them, uh, and it's the usual kind of deal. As long as you um, follow us, follow them, and retweet it, then. Get yourself in the draw, um, and we'll give that away at some point before or around the Bolton game. Okay. And can I just put a bit of a shout out there? The chap that uh, that won our last competition, Mr. Gray, um, I'll send you another message, but please do tweet us and, uh, or DM us. I've, I've just, just let us know what size shirt you'd like and, and where we can send it to, because so far we've got a shirt um, that it, has, it doesn't have a home at the moment, and if it doesn't go anywhere, Fudge will steal it and do dirty, awful it. things to it because he's a... Nobody wants he's, it. He's a wrong one. He really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, James or Bean, if we want to get all of you up there on the Twitter reach, where can we do that? Um, at James Marriott, no, no football tweets upcoming. Um, international break, um, and I'm going to Berlin. And I have tried to find a non-league game in Berlin. I've discovered um, it would appear the top six tiers of football in uh, Berlin um, partake in the international break. So I can't find any football ah. to watch while I'm over there. <laughs> try as try as I might, I've gone down even to the fifth tier, um, and they have an international break as well. And they still manage a break at Christmas as well. And they still, yeah, they have a winter break as well. Impressive. Terrible. <laughs> Fudgy old beanie people are going you over there on the Twitter each week. And I must admit, I've been thoroughly enjoying your tweets just recently, Fudgy. So if people want to follow you nonsense, where can we do that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, get me on, get me on Twitter at Dan Fudge. I've uh, I've endeavoured to uh, to write more gags uh, and try out a few more jokes. Because um, what I do is uh, is try them out on Twitter before I before I plop them in the pub. You know what I mean? You know, you stood around with the lads, you try a few out. Um, and, and I've tried not to make it so football-orientated uh, because I realised that uh, the the abuse I get on Twitter is more, stop talking about football. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've been, I've been trying some uh, some other bits. But uh, while we're talking about Twitter, uh, I, there's a guy that, I, that did a tweet that I've followed for a number of years now. Um, a guy called Tom Anderson. I think you t- you retweeted one of his uh, one of his posts today, actually, Lord H. He's That's done right. an animation of uh, of what he calls the goal of the week, and it's the Sheffield Wednesday-based one. I've just retweeted it now. Uh, at uh, it's at Tanderson underscore SWFC. He's a uh, an artist, an animator, and uh, he's done a cracking one of uh, of Gary Upper's goal. Oh no, it's uh, it's Kieran Lee's goal. Sorry, where he just catches it an absolute peach and he does three different views of it and uh, he's done an animation of that so uh, have a look at that and uh, good work Tom absolutely um, of course if you'd like to get hold of me over there on the Twitter you can do that at Lord H that's L0RD underscore H you can get all of the podcast at TWWcast and get all of us on the Twitter uh, on the Twitter on the Facebook on the um, the YouTube as well is that a word it is now and of course um, our lovely lovely website which is um, uh, the Wednesday week.com I believe James just 
Is that um, no, well, I mean, close. That, that's actually the website of a band in America. It's actually the ah. wednesdayweek.co.uk. But you get it wrong every time. It's all right, you know. It's not. It's, it's not like we spend time working on this thing or anything. You, um, you know, don't worry about it. Oh, just no, conti- type conti- it in. Do you just, just concentrate on your Twitter page? All right, it'll all be fine. <laughs> see, I don't, see, Twitter is just. I don't exist anywhere outside of there so unfortunately it's all i know but there are lovely links that james pops out and and if you do pop to the uh, the wednesday week twitter's page there's a little link on there as well which is the one that i follow so i don't have to type it in because <laughs> i'm a lazy sod um <laughs> it has been a pleasure as always ladies and gents thank you so so much for joining us be good be safe and we shall see you real soon It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.